Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let's start with what is, I will label Week 10 in the NFL as a what could have been week because if you've noticed, the ads for the Dallas-Green Bay game were cut short after the Packers couldn't beat Detroit on Sunday at Ford's, uh, Ford Field. But this games, the games, and especially that one this week, they're hurting. And everybody knew going in when they made this schedule in May that Dallas-Green Bay, when you get the Cowboys playing the Packers up in Lambeau, I mean, that is a... I mean, that's, you know, it makes you think of the ice ball and all the previews and all the uh, all the promos for the game last week that you saw on Fox and they went overboard with it. We're all about Lombardi and Landry in the ice in the classic there in 67 on New Year's Eve and the ice ball won by the Packers on the way to winning Super Bowl two against the Raiders uh, in sunny Miami in Lombardi's last year. And if you watched it yesterday or you saw last week, I should say, all you saw were promos. Uh, uh, hey, look, we got Cowboys on Fox in two weeks against Green Bay, and you saw Lombardi, you know, on the sidelines with the hat on, and away we go. Dallas, of course, has not played very often in Green Bay. It's not a spot they have visited very. I mean, I'm going to go look right now. I looked at it earlier in this week. Uh, the Packers have played Dallas a lot in Dallas recently, 19 and 17, playoffs in 16. Uh, the the Cowboys went to Green Bay. You know, they went more than I thought. Six times, uh, well, in this century, they've gone seven times. They went in 97, and then they went in 04, 08, 09, 10, and 14, and 15. So they did go more than I thought. They have played 29 times. We discussed this since 1960. They have played eight times in the postseason, and they play on Sunday afternoon. But this is a problem that the NFL has so far here halfway through the season. I mean, you got to go long and hard and seek and search long and hard to find yourselves some meaningful football games. I mean, it started last night. Yes, I paid attention to it in the rain in Carolina. It felt like a high school game with the Falcons and the uh, and the. Um, and the Panthers, Mariota was so bad, and the Atlanta offense was horrendous. You could tell even Al was getting annoyed. You know, the schedule will turn next week. We go to Green Bay for the Tennessee game. He was all over that. The weather in Charlotte and the whole nine yards. I mean, that's a rough game on a Thursday night. And if you look at the games this week, this is sort of what could have been weak in the NFL. I mean, the Browns are supposed to be good. They're at Miami. Browns are 3-5. and five. Jaguars are supposed to be better. They're at Kansas City. Houston stinks. They're at the Giants. Who wants to watch that game? Lions and Bears, <laughs> really? The, the the Lions are never any good. Commanders are under five hundred. Cardinals are three and six. So are the Rams are three and five. That's the Sunday four o'clock game from L.A. That game means nothing. Colts Raiders. I mean, that sounds like it's a fun game. Raiders are two and six. Colts are having Jeff Saturday be their head coach this week. I mean, and then of course the Green Bay Dallas game. I mean, there's just uh, there's not a lot going on as far as the NFL. Yes, I like San Francisco and San Diego or the Chargers. And that game is Sunday night in SF. I like that. I like that game. That's that's a, you know that game's got at least they're over five hundred. I mean, well the Niners aren't, 
But, I mean, that game is, you know, that game is a competitive game. We all think San Francisco is a live threat in the NFC to Philly. And, you know, they're getting healthy. And Samuel and, of course, uh, McCaffrey since the trade. And here's George Kittle against the Charger team that's got Herbert. You know, the receivers are all banged up. But that is good. Then you get the Viking-Bill game this week, which would sound like it's fun. But who the hell knows if Allen is going to play? Game-time decision, which means Case Keenum could be the Buffalo quarterback. So, I mean, uh, you know, Commanders and Eagles on the Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman special. I mean, that game isn't horrendous. But Washington and Philly on Monday night, really? The uh, Commanders who have trouble scoring with Taylor Heineke, a quarterback, they're 4-5. and five. So, I don't know where you're going for some football. As for, now, we're all going to watch it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I know the NFL is, you know, impregnable with these matchups. They do better when the games stink. And it's bad weather in certain parts of the country. And they're all going to watch. You're going to bet. You're going to play your fantasy. And you're going to pay attention. And you're going to think of Lambro, uh, Lambo, And you're going to think of Lombardi. And you're going to think of uh, uh, Landry. And you're going to think of, uh, you know, minus 50 degrees on that New Year's Eve day there at, uh, in, uh, in, in Wisconsin back in 1967. But there's just not a whole hell of a lot to think you're, sink your teeth into, especially with the Packers, who are all banged up, number one. They got a lot of injuries, as you know. Rodgers has been, as you know, very spotty. They're three and six. They've lost five in a row. Uh, they were pathetic against the Lions. All right, everybody's writing them off, so now they can sort of fly under the radar, and everybody's saying they stink. They rally around it, and they go out there together, and they figure out a way to be very competitive against the Cowboys, which wouldn't surprise me, because Dallas, you know, I still don't know if I trust them on the road to score a bunch of points. I know they had a Field day against the Bears the last time they played when they scored close to 50 and they scored on their first four possessions. But you have to figure when Dallas comes to town with that great colors and that great helmet and they come to Dallas and they come to Green Bay, you have to figure that they're going to be all revved up, raring to go. Uh, the Packer defense, at least, to stop the Cowboys. Because the great thing about that game are the colors. I mean, the green, the blue, the silver, the helmet. I mean, uh, Lambeau, you know, maybe some cold weather. That's the great thing about the matchups when those two teams play. But again, as far as the records are concerned, Green Bay, they're not making the playoffs. I don't know where they are going to make the playoffs in the NFC. Remember, they've already lost to the Giants, which kills them with their tiebreak. They've lost to Washington. That doesn't help them with their tiebreak either. You know, I don't know where they're going as far as making the postseason is concerned here this year they're going to play at philly later on they could lose this game to dallas that kills them tiebreak wise they've already lost to minnesota they got a bad divisional record i mean you know i mean i don't quite know where they're going as far as uh, they don't have to they're not going to be in a uh, wild card scenario against the team in the nfc south because those other teams are not going to make it outside of obviously the um uh the winner and so if it doesn't make any difference what they did against tampa because if tampa makes the playoffs they're going to do it as a divisional winner not as a wild card team so uh the packers are a team right now that you know they're they're really drifting at sea without any um life rafts and it's a problem for them when dallas walking in there but i do think they'd be competitive in the game now when they went there in 67 i still think to me now listen i was eight and i was a huge packer fan me being a contrarian you have to remember in the late 60s in new york a lot of people, they were off the Giants 
because the Giants were terrible. Ali Sherman, goodbye, Ali, and all the songs at Yankee Stadium. The Giants are coming off that wonderful run that they had between 56 and 63 when they only won one championship, but they were in a million championship games. They were in a championship game in 61. They were in a championship game in 62. They were in a championship game in 63. They were in a championship game in 59, and they were in a championship game in 58. They won in 56. So they were in six championship games in that eight-year period and only won one. And then they got old like the Yankees. Giants and Yankees are very similar. They got very old all of a sudden, and they fell apart. They lost their coaching staff. Lombardi went to Green Bay. Landry went to Dallas as an expansion coach, and they fell apart. And so when the late 60s came around, Dallas, you know, something different. The helmets, they were fun to watch and everything else. Dallas, in a lot of ways, became everybody's favorite team. And, you know, they were sick of Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay had won so much, you got tired of them. They won in 66. They won in 65. They won in 62. They won in 61. I mean, so they won four championships uh, in that period there before the 67 season. So it's my recollection that where I lived, and, you know, again, I have a memory like an elephant. You know that. Where I lived in the mid to late 60s, everybody was rooting against Green Bay. And I can remember that with that ice bowl in 67. Everybody was rooting for the Cowboys to win that game. And the Cowboys, quite frankly, were the better team. There's no way they should have lost the Packers in that ice bowl game. They were the better team. They had a better record, but they had to play the game in Green Bay because in those days they rotated home field. The year before, Green Bay was better. Bart Starr is the MVP, but they had to play in Dallas in the NFL championship game, which preceded Super Bowl one. And the Cowboys uh, were at the doorstep late for a tie, but the Packers got the Tom Brown interception and won 34-27, then beat the Chiefs. That was a great Packer team. That's the second best Packer team of all time. The 62 Packer team is the best team on the Lombardi. The 66 team is the second best team. But the 67 team, the Packers were getting old. I mean, Lombardi was near the end there in Green Bay. He had worn himself out. They had a lot of, you know, they were old. I mean, remember, a lot of those guys are there since the mid-50s. Jim Taylor was no longer their big running back. He was with the Saints. Horning was shot, so he wasn't there either. It was Donnie Anderson and Jim Grabowski. They were not the same team, the Packers. They finished, I believe they finished 9-4-1. I believe. And they lost their last two games. They lost to the Rams and they lost to Pittsburgh, God forbid, at home late in the year. The last game didn't mean anything, but, you know, Lombardi, every game counted. And they lost to Pittsburgh in that last game at home. And everybody had written the Packers off. They were 9-4-1. Dallas was 9-5. I thought they were better than that. So the Packers actually did have the better record. But to make a long story short, uh, you know, the Packers had to play the Rams in a Western Conference playoff. And, well, they they didn't really play him in a playoff. They played him in a playoff game. That was one of the first years they had started play, playing playoff football. Uh, Dallas beat the Browns 52-14. The Browns won their division in the Eastern Conference. Cowboys won theirs, and Dallas buried Cleveland in Dallas. And then, of course, the Packers beat the Rams, and the Rams were 11-1-2. And, and the Packers beat the Rams uh, 28-7 in Milwaukee to have the chance to play Green Bay. And, and again, in the history of the NFL, this is in the recent history of the NFL. Recent. 
I mean, I you know, the Jet Coke game in Super Bowl three, okay, but the game wasn't very good. Uh, you know, the sneakers game with the Giants and Bears a long time ago, Philadelphia and the Browns and Paul Brown's first ever game in the league in 1950 when he came from the old American Football Conference. You are, you know, you, and obviously the 58 championship game with Dallas, with the uh, Colts and Giants in overtime uh, at uh, at Yankee Stadium and, and Amici scored. But in in my eyes, this in the last 50 years, this is the best football game that the NFL has ever produced. The Dallas-Green Bay game in 67. That's the best football game ever produced. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys, again, were, uh, you know, I, they, I thought the record was better, so I'm wrong about 9-5, and five, but uh, the Cowboys, I mean, they had Lilly, they had a great defense, they had Meredith still there, Hayes was a track star. Uh, I mean, this, this was a tremendous, Don Perkins, and this was a great, great football team, and they got done in by the weather. It was 28 degrees on the day before the ice ball. We all know about the ice ball. The uh, the 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 the, the, the uh, heating pipes underneath the stadium there on the grass field, which Lombardi was so proud of proud about, broke overnight, which meant the f- the field froze, so nobody could get traction. And you know, it was one of those unbelievable minus 49 degrees. I mean, it was just an incredible. You know, it was an incredible battle of attrition. And again, it's the greatest drive in the NFL in playoff history because it's the greatest mind over matter drive that you ever can consider. And that's what Starr did, nine straight three and outs against that Cowboy doomsday defense down uh, 17-14. And he got the ball back with, uh, you know, I think it was 438 left at his own 32-yard line. And he went 68 yards and scored on a quarterback sneak with 16 seconds. And you remember, they had no more timeouts left. So if they got stopped, it was third down. But if they got stopped uh, on a wedge play, if they got stopped, I'm not sure if they would have been able to, you know, kick the field goal or run another play because they had called their last timeout to decide what they were going to do uh, when they went to, when Star went to the sideline on that frigid day. And of course, Lombardi then uh, did what they did. I tell this story a lot, so I'd say it again because of Dallas Green Bay this Sunday. Dave Robinson's told me this uh, on the air on our channel. Long time ago, the Hall of Fame linebacker was on that Packer team. Remember in 58, Lombardi was the offensive coordinator of the Giants and Landry was the defensive coordinator of the Giants. And in that game late, the Giants nursing the same lead, 17-14, the Packers had a third and short of Packers. The Giants had a third and short at around their own 45-yard line with about three minutes left. And Frank Gifford was short for the first down. He ran. He was about a yard shy. Gino Marchetti broke his ankle. And Lombardi begged, begged Jim Lee Howe, the giant coach, to go for it on first, uh, fourth down. You know, don't give the ball to Unitas. Let's get the first down and put the game away, blah, blah, blah. Landry, the defensive coach, said the exact opposite. What are you, crazy? If we ever don't get it, we're going to lose. My defense is a Hall of Fame defense. We'll stop them. And Jim Lee Howe listened to Landry, and they punted. And then, of course, the Colts went down the field, tied the game up on the field goal, and then won the game in overtime on the Amici run. Well, listen, I've said this, so I'll say it again. In that same game with Dallas and Green Bay, in 67, you know, Lombardi could have kicked the field goal to force the overtime, and he thought about it, but he looked over at the other sideline and saw Landry sitting there, and he said, the hell with it. That son of a gun wanted me to punt 
10 years ago and we did punt and we ended up losing a game. I'm not playing for a tie here. We're going for it. We didn't go for it in 58. We're going for it in 67. They went for it. Star scores on the snake and the Packers end up winning the game. And what is the most iconic game, New Year's Eve, which is, I think, the most iconic game in the history of the National Football League. History. It involves one of its top two or three coaches, top seven or eight coaches of all time, the both of them, if you include Landry. It includes one of the original franchises in Green Bay. It includes an incredible field in incredible conditions, a game that never should have been played, and it includes a dramatic drive, which capped off one of the great teams in the history of the National Football League. That, on New Year's Eve, on a Saturday night, I think it was a Saturday night, maybe it's maybe been Sunday, and I remember it like it was yesterday. Remember the game. I've seen a game 3,000 times over again. Ray Scott, the great Ray Scott. And some of the great announcers of all time were in that, were in that booth. Summerall, Scott, Jack Buck. You got a lot of guys who, you know, are in Canton as a broadcaster. They try to relive that there Sunday in Green Bay when you're three and six and it's Dak Prescott. Not the same. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog Daily Bite is part of the Sirius XM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.